Hello and welcome to Undaunted, where each episode I talk with fellow podcasters from all walks of life and discuss what went well, what went wrong, and what just didn't matter. We'll share the good, the bad, the many laughs and lessons along the way. I'm Amos, and today I'm joined with Johnny McIntyre of the Super Co-op Squad video game podcast at supercoopsquad.wordpress.com. How are you today? Hey, Amos, I'm doing uh, really well, man. Thank you for having me on the show, and I'm, I'm glad to be here talking with you. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really excited. This is a... You have a different format than some than many of the other podcast uh, hosts I've talked to. You have a long form show about a very diverse topic that's still kind of in a niche. Like it's a gaming podcast, but you also talk about tech and you also talk about uh, uh, current events. But then it's a two hour biweekly show. Yeah, you know. It's kind of interesting how it started. So it's three, you know, like many podcasts, I'm sure it's friends. It's uh, me and two of my friends, the three of us, we, you know, we have tons of fun just having laughs, getting together, joking, talking anything from, you know, loose politics to things with tech or, or movies or games or books or whatever just kind of interests us. But usually it's in the pop culture realm. And two, two out of three of us had been very avid podcast list, listeners for uh, for quite a few years. And we thought, you know what? It would be an awesome way for us to regularly get together and have some fun and just enjoy each other's company. But also, you know, we, we thought about the fact that in our own lives, there were so many times where we would be behind on topics or events or, or just things going on because it's, it's so difficult to find a place where you can easily kind of download and absorb all the things that you're interested in mm-hmm. uh, without all the filler and all the random things that you don't care about. And we thought, you know, if we did this for fun for ourselves, there's a lot of people that we feel would be out there that would be interested to hear what we have to say, you know, not only our opinions, but just learning some new things about what's going on in the, in their, you know, preferred sort of hobbies and topics. And they, they might enjoy our show. And we kicked around the idea for a little while. And, um, you know, this is what we came up with. And you're right. It is a bit, a little bit more long form than some shows out there where there's, you know, 45 minutes or an hour and hours are typically an hour, 45, two hours, an hour or hour 50 but we structured it in such a way that it never feels monotonous, never feels overbearing. There's small breaks and changes in the format. So you're always kind of kept aware and engaged, not just kind of hearing us drone on and on and on. And I think right. that's made it made it fun for us and, and hopefully fun for our listeners. It, it's almost kind of a variety show because you have each segment is really drastically different. Like you'll go from a from a quiz show type thing to talking about tech and then you'll cut into some video game review and then you'll get speculative with the video games and you go, you know, it's kind of like multiple shows all in just one big block. It's like a variety hour. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that we talked about as far as shows and we, there's a few podcasts that we listen to. I know that, uh, one of our co-hosts Garrett, he likes, um, uh, podcast has been on for a long time. It's very popular for gamers called the super best friend cast. Um, I've listened to the Nerdist, some, some other very popular shows where it can be very specific and and long form. But the problem with that nowadays is, you know, podcasting has grown exponentially in the last three to five years to where if you want to come on and, and talk about a niche topic, you've got to have a different format than the guys that have been doing it, you know, forever and a day. Mm-hmm. And so we did want to have a longer podcast where we could sit and discuss our topic, but it had to be something unique and something a little bit different than what or at least what we felt was unique and different than every what everyone else was doing. And this is what what we thought would be the best way to do it. And so we, you know, we look at shows that are very popular that are over an hour, an hour and a half. And a lot of times there's no there's no cuts, there's no segue, there's no transition. It's just them kind of talking, moving from topic to topic, or or simply just, you know, segueing from one thing to another or just free flowing, which is all great. 
But if there are, let's say, I mean, two or 300 gaming or pop culture podcasts out there that do this, what separates us from them? And this is one that one way that we thought to do it was to have it be engaging and different and so that you're always having different aspects of your of your preferred hobbies kind of touched upon and Mm -hmm. in different ways. Very cool. Um, Was that was that something that you kind of brainstormed to to start the podcast or was that something that evolved uh, through maybe a beta stage and kind of came into into uh, uh, prominence now that you're in your 30th episode or so? Yeah, it it definitely was um, kind of trial by fire. We didn't originally have all of the ideas set in place. We knew what we wanted to do with it and what we wanted the structure to be as far as having a little bit of, of pop culture, of gaming, of tech, you know, just whatever big, big rock news that we thought was important for us to discuss and, and that interested us. And then consequently, we felt interested our audience. Uh, but we didn't really know all the ways to make it so that it was very easy to digest and kind of make it so that the listening experience, although in total an hour and a half to two hours didn't feel like an hour and a half to two hours. Right, um, right. And so that, that took a little bit of work and it. it wasn't probably till about episode 12 to 15 that we started adding our segments and, and breaking things up with our gamer trivia, or we have a fan favorite segment segment where we take like 10, you know, opposites or, or this or that type questions. And we break down what we would pick, whether that's like Sonic versus Mario and then discuss it for a couple of minutes and just ways to, to to mix things up and it it took a while and 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 to to incorporate those things uh, and even up until like episode I want to say like twenty we're still making changes. Uh, the other co-host Joshua has has uh, given us a few ideas for some new segments to kind of switch in and out at times. So um, it's it's constantly being evolved and 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 made better. Nice. Um, I'm I'm sure that through the evolution you've had some things that were surprising successes and a few things that just fell flat that you you know maybe thought were going to be bigger than they were. Yeah, so when we first began, you know, just to get content out there, we decided, well, let's do our regular show. And then every week we'll have either a movie review or we'll have um, like a discussion on, let's say, our top five of a topic, top five greatest action movies or top five, you know, Disney villains or, or what have you. Just something fun that I'm sure many friends talk about anyway. And we found that it just really wasn't the niche that we were going for. You know, mm-hmm. when we sat down to design the show one of the things that we decided was, okay, we need to be very specific in who is this show for. And in, in some ways it, it was for people like us, but we, we thought of it as people who want information on, on current events as far as pop culture, gaming, movies, kind of a, a mash of those things, but also a little bit of discussion. And what we found was through some um, feedback from some of our uh, listeners as well as just downloads and, and, and listeners that those episodes really weren't what our audience wanted from us. You know, it, it was fun for us, but it really wasn't in that same niche field. And we found ourselves kind of kind of going too broad where we should stay, you know, within our field. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, we quickly learned there that, you know, we need to be very specific, at least in this beginning stages, you know, first 50, 75 episodes to kind of get our brand and what everyone expects from us out there. And then maybe, you know, move to something else a little bit, have some fun other other areas. But if you try to, you know, jump and grab for everything, you're, you're going to miss a lot of it. So we, after about episode 15, we decided, you know, we're going to put this on pause. We're going to go back to just doing our weekly show. And if at some point there there's a market for us to be able to expand, then we'll do so. But that was definitely a place where we learned, you know, we got to take a step back from, from just doing everything. Mm. Well, one thing that I noticed about the show, um, Super Co-op Squad, is 
when you do, when you talk about tech and you talk about current events and news, you're not getting really specific about, about it. You're not breaking it down into the the technical aspects of it. It's more of a how does this apply to us and what are our feelings about this and how it affects the overall market. Uh, was that something that was like a conscious decision to save on research time, or was that just just a natural flow of your conversation that you just incorporated into into the show? Um, you know, it's a little bit of both actually. So as far as research time. A lot of it just because uh, we have all in some capacity worked in the gaming industry or, or with tech or some of us still do. Um, it, it was something that we would know a lot about. But then when it translates to a discussion on air with your audience, if you start getting very technical, then it limits how much content they can absorb and understand. So if you have to talk about um, you know, search engine optimization or, or, or VPN or or the structures of game development and all the roles within it. If you begin, you know, going into the minutia of it, you run out of time to talk about your your feelings and your thoughts about it. Whereas most people can understand what game development is. They may not know all the roles, project manager and creative, you know, executive and graphic designer and, and user interface designer. They may not know all of those specific jobs and roles and titles, but they understand what game development is. So rather than going into the minutia and maybe losing a lot of our our casual audience who wants kind of the, the big picture, we decided to just keep it more about like what we feel about it, how it might affect us. And then, you know, the, our, our listeners and our audience are able to take that information and infer and, and, and gather what, what their feelings are. So if they know that, you know, for instance, in our recent episode, Rockstar delayed Red Dead Redemption 2, mm-hmm. rather than us talk about all of the specifics of why that might have happened, maybe just give a few big rocks, they can make their own decisions based upon that and and relate to it with without having us give them every single aspect of it. Um, and that's kind of where we were at with that. And I, I really respect your, your ability to like decide what your audience is going to be before you started the podcast. Because I, I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, when we, when we created the Ritual Misery podcast, we were kind of like, let's just put our conversations out there and see what happens. And it took us quite a while to figure out what our where our niche was as far as the audience goes and what audience we were playing to. And, you know, for you to go ahead and choose, Hey, this is, this is our target audience. Let's play to what they want right out the gate. Um, but was that something that you picked up online or was that just a, a, something inherent to your decision process about creating the podcast? So that was definitely something that I, I learned, um, and not on my own. So I had done a bit of research on how to podcast and, just just like any any media form, it, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You can't really just hop in without knowing at, at least a few a few things. So I did some research online. I listened to another podcast called the Audacity to Podcast, which mm-hmm. is uh, hosted by yeah, I'm sure you heard of him, uh, Daniel J. Lewis. Mm-hmm. He does an excellent job of just kind of breaking down every single aspect of podcasting and, and video podcasting if you if that's something that you would like to do. And he he breaks it down for you very easily. Everything's very understandable and relatable. And even just the way he has his episodes titled, you can you can kind of pick and choose what you feel is the most necessary for you at the time. And so listening to a lot of his podcasts gave me a lot of information that I needed um, to to learn how to do this correctly or, or at least to start correctly. And um, that's where I learned that, you know, find what I want to do, find who I want to make it for and try to keep that kind of in-house. And it hasn't always been easy. I mean, like I said, we did the the movie reviews and the, the the top five, you know, Pokemon episodes, and those were all fun. But we realized that we were getting away and outside from what we wanted. And 
even kind of coming back in line with just doing our weekly show, we've had situations where we decided to talk about topics and we had to pull it out of the show notes because we thought, you know, maybe this is not something that we want to discuss with our audience. They don't want to hear or maybe this is a little bit too, too niche where this is something that we like. But in general, it's not something that's going that most people are going to care about from, you know, a, a broad picture kind of uh, outlook. And right. it, it's it's been a trial. It's been a trial. And it, it sounds like you've had a lot of fun along the way as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, every week it's it's one of our highlights, you know, to come together and and just sit down here and uh, and have and have fun together. And, um, you know, we have a lot of fun doing we have a lot of a lot of learning experience. But, you know, ultimately, we're three friends who really enjoy what we're doing. I don't think we would do this if we didn't have fun. And I, I'd like to think most podcasters, you know, do this because they they enjoy it and they're passionate about a podcasting and then B, you know, whatever topic they might be involved in. Um, every week, you know, it's pretty fun. We, we sit down, we do our show. And then afterwards, it's kind of like our treat. Well, we'll sit down here. We've got a couple of big screen TVs and we'll either stream some games and play games or just, you know, play on our own and, you know, grab some drinks from soda or a beer or whatever, and, and just really chill out and have fun. So we've always, you know, kept, kept it fun as well as continue to improve our craft. Now, do you do all of your recording in house, like on the same location with all the people or, or is anybody ever remote? So we've been pretty lucky that all of us are fairly close, maybe, you know, no more than 30 miles apart. So we are able to to record in-house locally. Um, it's almost happened once or twice where we've had to make some some changes, but luckily everyone's schedules were able to kind of adapt and be flexible. Um, so we record, yeah, all together, all at the same time. We meet up and that's that's also really fun for us. And it also helps the, the vibe of the show. It's, it's very difficult to to do a consistent show out because I, I do have another podcast called hooked on comics podcast um, where one of the, the co-hosts is in Seattle and we are here in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is definitely fun, but very different because the flow has got to be a little bit more structured and it's very difficult to play off one another in that same way as when you're in the same room. Right, man, that's, you're kind of nailing all the spots that everybody else has been talking about. Like you, you, you seem to have just, sprung right into this what uh what was the actual like catalyst for saying hey this is this has got to be a podcast and this this has to be something that we do and and keeping it regular so it's two parts so the first thing about why we even began podcasting um this we'll we'll start I'll, I'll, i'll broad stroke it but it starts years ago and years ago i used to listen to a lot of music a lot of radio before ipods and mp3s and zooms were really a big thing and at some point, like I'm, I'm sure happens to many, many people, you just get tired of the same 10 to 12 songs on on the radio radio stations. You get tired of hearing the same commercials. And I began listening to sports radio because I like sports. And then it kind of circles back around. Same thing. You get tired of the same like fire. The Lakers are bums or this or that or the Raiders aren't going to here or there. And it's just the same cycle. And they just use the same kind of shock jockey type stuff. And you get tired of that. So for about two years or so, I didn't listen to anything in the car or wherever I was at. I would just have nothing. So if I'm on the bus going somewhere or driving to my car, pure silence, just because I didn't want to hear the same things. And at this point, I had never heard of a podcast. Hmm. Um, you know, fast forward those two years, three years or so, and my wife is telling me about this show she's listening to. And I'm just like, what do you mean show? Like, what are you talking about? And she's talking about this and that, and there's this one for like crime dramas, and I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. So she lists, she had me listen to one. I was pretty involved. I was like, wow, this is great content. It's fun. Like, there's no ads and nonsense. It's just people having some fun talking, and it's 
it's structured in such a cool, awesome way where I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm just getting fun and enjoyment. I don't have to worry about them trying to sell me something or pitch me their agenda. If I don't want to listen, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just opened floodgates, man. I was listening to, you know, Magic the Gathering uh, podcast and podcasts on politics, podcasts on working out, just whatever. I, I probably got about eight or nine podcasts that are in my regular wheelhouse and a few I just kind of listened to here and there. But I was just amazed at how much passion these people have and then how awesome it is to get content that I feel is I, I feel I can pick and choose that's directly related to me rather than having someone make something, you know, and put it out on the radio or on, you know, some other kind of more traditional media. And I hope that it's for me. Um, and from there, I listened to two or three podcasts. Uh, I'll name them. So Star Wars Minute, uh, a Magic the Gathering one called Com- uh, Command Zone and a comic book uh, podcast called I Fanboy. And all three of them at some point in time, several times, they would have emails or discuss the fact that, hey, anyone can podcast. If you like something that you're very passionate about, then you go ahead and, and do it. And they would break kind of broad strokes of what you need. And I was like, ding, light bulb. Like, hey, I, I, I can do this. I really enjoy this. And I think these guys are awesome for doing this. And I feel that I would have something to to say and, and to contribute. And that's that's where it started from there. And that sounds awesome. Now, how did you pick your podcast host? Was that just, hey, these are my my, my best buds, so we're going to do it? Or is it a, uh, you were talking about them? I mean, like, what, what, what was that, the genesis of the team? So we actually had a, a team of five to begin with in just kind of our, our discussions, and it got broken down to four. And then finally it came down to the core three of us, so myself, Garrett, and Joshua. And mostly it came down to, a, who would want to consistently, you know, be part of the show? And then B, what do you know about podcasts? Do you enjoy podcasts? Because if you're just doing it just to be on a show as far as, oh, this sounds interesting in the right here and now, then that might wane in the next six months, two months, a year, episode 10. Who who knows when you're going to, the novelty of what you're doing is going to wear off on you. Mm-hmm. Um, And so once, yeah, I mean, so once we broke that down, like, hey, like this is something for the long haul. We don't have to be successful or super popular, but you know, what are you doing this for? That's when it kind of came down to, hey, Garrett, Joshua, and I are the three that are best suited for this. And, you know, that's that's the route that we're going to go. Um, Garrett was one that has been very involved in podcasts. He was in the podcast as far as listening before I was. And uh, Joshua, he's a little bit newer to it, but he has absorbed it quite a bit. Um, he's just checking out shows all the time. And that was where I think we decided, like, who the group was. Um but we we always we've always had a strong repertoire uh, and just kind of camaraderie with those five of us. So we knew that that was our core group, and it just got got, got broken down to the three from there. Nice. Now you mentioned success. Um, were were success metrics something that you started off with? Has that is that something that's evolved along along the way? And what are those metrics? And and how do you measure yourself against them? So that's actually a really good question because I think most podcasters have to answer this at some point as as far as what do you want to do with your craft and what are your expectations and your goals? So immediately, you know, I talked about we had, we had discussed with our group like, hey, if you're not here for the long haul, if you're just here for the novelty of it, it's the wrong reasons. Uh, once we got our, our group narrowed down to the three of us, we had a pretty long discussion. We sat down with pen and paper and had a whole bunch of questions I had, I had kind of set up as far as what we wanted to do. And the question that that was on the top there was, hey, you know, this maybe you know, 1%, half a percent chance might have a couple bucks come in or maybe a little popularity, or maybe we get to go to a con and do a, 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 a panel. Who knows? It, those things can happen. But the, the, the likelihood of it is we'll just have our, our, our base following. We'll have some fun. 
and that'll be that. So, you know, everyone has dreams of stardom and success, but if that never happens, where are you? Where do you sit? And that kind of, we went around the table with each of us and we all felt very in line that success for us is a creating a product that we can be proud of and that we can have, we can listen to ourselves or, or recommend to friends or family or coworkers or whoever, and be happy with what we made. Uh, and, and B just continuing to, to grow as friends and have, have fun together. Cause if you're not having fun and it becomes a job or a slog, you have to come to every week, then that's going to either fall off really badly or you're just going to hate it every week. And that's not what we want either. Hmm. And, um, you know, third, if, if we do have success, whether that's, you know, some sort of podcast celebrity status where we're going to, you know, conventions and talking and meeting, meeting some of our fans a little bit more, uh, hands-on or, or possibly having some sort of commercial success or financial success then great there as well. But the first two or three things are what we really had as far as what we what we measure our success with. Um, and then, of course, every podcaster goes through at some point or maybe still goes through, maybe it never stops, um, kind of gauging their success based upon their their audience, their listener base, how many downloads they're getting, and if if they're able to you know measure subscriptions in some way, whether through their podcast host or something, um, those numbers. And I quickly learned and... and touched base with, with our team that it's good to see growth. And we have seen some, some fairly good growth, many plateaus, as I'm sure podcasters you've talked to before have had, but those things don't matter as much as we might expect. So yeah, we might have a plateau for a month or two or three, or maybe even a decrease, but as long as we can be proud of what we're doing, we're going to find our, our niche. And if that niche is, you know, 8,000 people or, or 50 or 10 or a million, it doesn't matter. As long as there's someone that's enjoying what we're doing, then that's all that matters. Very, very cool. Um, now, where do you see the podcast going? Is this something that uh, that you plan on doing for 10 years? Is this something that you're going to continue to evolve? I mean, do you have like an active plan to to improve the show in certain areas? Or is it just, uh, are you just kind of taking it as it is? Yeah, so I, I think, <clears throat> I think that we would like to continue evolving the show. Um, one thing that, uh, my other co-host Joshua is looking into is is finding a way for for us to easily incorporate um, live streaming our show and then also making it a YouTube show or maybe segmenting it into a YouTube show so we can have like clear cuts where he can make it like a 15 or 20 minute show that people can digest on YouTube and like have, you know, episode 30, part one, part two, part three, things like that to kind of broaden our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like it to be as well a show that we can do for 10, 15, 18 years. I, I think that it's something that we can do for that long. This industry for gaming and pop culture is going nowhere. Like it's it's here to stay and it's only getting bigger. You, I mean, you see how Wonder Woman and Jurassic World 2 are just blowing, you know, all expectations out of the water as far as, you know, people's excitement and gaming is getting bigger as well. And just pop culture in general, nerd culture is getting bigger. So that's not that's here to stay. So I'd like to think that we could do that as well. Um I think that for most podcasters, again, just me reading and learning in the first three to five months is when you really will learn, can you guys maintain through this? Can you maintain through differences in, in your schedules and your work life? Can you maintain through the differences and what you guys believe creatively um, and and working together? Because there's a lot of work to be done in a podcast. You know, everything for most podcasters is in-house. And most, most of us aren't going to be super successful to pay someone to do all of our social media marketing, all of our our editing and, and posts, all of all of those things are done from the three of us or, or mm-hmm. you know, whoever's podcasting, and learning how to have you know equitable work where okay you've got this thing I've got this and 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 sharing that responsibility 
Um, that's, you know, that's something that we have to worry about as well. And we've made it past that point. I think from here on out, we can do, continue to grow and develop our craft, broaden our audience, and, and moving to other types of, of um, media content like YouTube or Twitch or, or things like that. And that, that's what I'd like to see from us over the next three to five years, to be honest. Uh, do you have plans on, on making new podcasts? Yeah, so I do have a second podcast uh, called Hooked on Comics Podcast, which is just myself and my co-host, Lila Balduff. Uh, I really enjoy that one, and it's it's a little bit different, and it's usually shorter, an hour, hour 15. We talk about comic books. I have some ideas as well for another podcast that I might even, I might fly solo on or um, or maybe bring the team, depending on how they how they feel about it, and it'd be a little bit more like how you were talking about we're not super detail-oriented or we don't go heavily into all the specifics. It might be something more in line with that where I discuss specifics of, of uh, maybe game development or maybe, you know, what goes into movie production or what goes into, you know, a book getting made into a movie and who, who makes those decisions. Because those are things that, you know, a lot of um, pop culture and, 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 and uh, pop culture enthusiasts and, and nerds, you know, we lament on like, oh, well, you know, in the translation between this book getting made into a movie, what happened? How come this couldn't get made? And we, we are very quick to make judgments without really understanding or knowing why those decisions are made. And I think typically it's not because they just wanted to make a bad product, but maybe it's very difficult to have things translate or, or get done or created. Mm. And I, it'd be cool to make a podcast that sheds light on some of these things across all of gaming or tech or, or movies. And I don't think there's a, a lot of podcasts out there that do that, uh, you know, maybe not very well, it's maybe the wrong wording, but that do it in, in a way that I've found. I haven't seen many podcasts that that really just go from that point. That'd be a podcast I'd be interested in making. That actually sounds pretty interesting. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about your process for the Super Co-op Squad. Uh, do you guys have shared documents that you kind of throw stories into, or is or is there one of you that kind of leads the discussion and and has the topics, or or how how do you guys collaborate on exactly what you're going to cover and who's going to cover what and and how how deep you're going to get into the topics? Yeah, so every week we typically just we were doing this before the podcast, you know, things would pop up in the news and we text, we have a little group text and hey, did you hear about this? What do you think? And so that's kind of evolved a little bit to where we typically are going to have two, maybe three big rocks that we'll cover in our show and each of us will kind of give their input throughout the week of what we feel would be the the biggest thing for us to talk about or if no one has anything then it, it typically I'm I'll, I'm the kind of the showrunner so I'll write the show notes then I'll, I'll pick some of the biggest topics um but if if one of us has something that they're very passionate about for instance Garrett is very big into uh the fighting game Injustice 2 that's been on our show several times throughout the the last few episodes then we'll make sure that's incorporated because we want to make it a show that we enjoy um first and foremost um so we'll go from that standpoint um the second part that we'll do is we'll have what we call uh, at the end we'll have a speed run segment where we'll t- we'll take ten segments or ten topics that we couldn't talk about and we just want to kind of hit those very quickly in one minute segments and that's been fun for us as well to just kind of give our quick opinion or quick you know um, analysis of something that came out or a movie or a game or a review and move on from there so that way we can kind of cover more topics. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been very collaborative. You know, no one is really just saying, Hey, this is what we're talking about. And too bad. So sad for the rest of you guys. Like we, <laughs> we, we, we try to make it so everyone has something that they're interested in. And it does happen as well. Sometimes or someone's like, ah, this week was just a, a bum week for me. There wasn't much I was interested in. And you know, we just got to go along with it and, 
and write it out. That's just kind of how the news news cycle works. Right. And, and how do you handle uh, like viewer f- or you know audience feedback and uh, inputs and things like that? So that's something that we're always excited to to get, whether that's a single email or ten or people you know talking to us on Twitter or Facebook. Um, so we try to make sure that as far as whatever community that we can create, we are very involved. Uh, we we talk to them, communicate. We've had a few um, on air kind of like giveaways. And that's been fun just interacting with people, having people give their opinions. Um, there's a few fans who have written some pretty pretty strong-worded um, opinions that we've read on air just about our, our, our thoughts on an ideal or a topic. And we love that. We love just hearing what other people have to say and getting their opinions out there because, A, that's just cool for podcasting. And, B, you know, there's no one's ever 100% right or no one's always right. So it's always nice to hear someone else's opinion and it and it will influence what what we believe or what we think. So that's been that's been a lot of fun. And um it's been a minefield as I'm I'm sure you know social media marketing is it's a learning experience and it's it's a lot of hit or miss. Um so yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it is it is rough out there to to do that especially when you're on your own if you don't have some sort of community manager that you're paying, you know, 38 bucks an hour to just post and and be on the inter- the interwebs for you, then yeah. it's a lot of work. Um, so that's been a, an experience for us. But we've had a lot of fun, a lot of success, and we've taken that the same way that we've taken everything else where, hey, let's do this for fun, let's do it for the long haul. And whether or not that we've got 800,000 followers or, or 300, you know, we're, we're going to have fun with whoever is willing to have fun along with us. That's That sounds awesome. Um, now, I, I'd like to ask people, you've talked about your measures of success and you've talked about how it's a lot of it's just to have fun and everything else is kind of um, a bonus to that. What grade would you give yourself right now against your own personal feelings of success for your podcast? Okay. Ooh, man, this is, (laughs) this is an interesting question. Okay. So I'll, I'll take it from the beginning. When, when we first started, I would probably give us a D plus or a C minus, um, Although, you know, we learned a little bit about what we wanted. I don't think we did the best job in that first five to eight episodes, really just mastering our audio, mastering the craft. And it took a while for us to to get where we needed to be. Part of that was just um, the startup cost. We were, it was very, very low. So we had to make sure that we came in under a certain budget as, as a group. Right. And so some of our equipment was on the on the lower scale of quality. Um, and then after about episode 15 or 16, that improved a, as we began to learn how to edit and do post and equalization as well as B getting a better mixer, better mics, excuse me. Um, so we, we got better from that standpoint. And as we transition, I'd say now we're probably at a B minus to B plus maybe as far as how our audio sounds, um, how we are able to have engaging discussions on air um, and then how our show is is edited and and how it's uh kind of given as a finished product to to our listeners and our audience so i'd say b minus to b plus there uh far far from perfect but when i listen to episode one or two i'm just like cringing in my head like oh gosh this this is rough and then i'll flip to to episode now and it's way different that's another common story amongst uh amongst podcasters is it's the the beginning is always just horrible. No matter how well you start off, if you're if you're thirty episodes in, you listen back to your first couple episodes, there's chills going up and down your spine on just how 
amazingly awful it is compared to how well you're doing at, at the you know the 30 or 50 episode mark oh man yeah when i look at like the download numbers or subscribe or the uh the listens i'm like man we had people listening to us like man you guys were passionate about what we were doing because it was rough um but yeah it, it, it was it was fun and i'd say I'd say overall we're maybe at a, a B plus. We still have to do better, you know, like you said, with the losing social media uh, marketing. We still got to do better with um, getting our content as far as uh, streaming it and you know doing a live show while we're recording. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I know a lot of podcasts do, and people really enjoy that. Uh, making it a YouTube show and just kind of broadening that. I, I think we're probably like at a C there. Um, so definitely some work to do. But I think I think overall we're probably in the B minus to to B plus range. I think I think to get to an A, we'd have to do a couple different things. So the first thing we would need to do, we would need to continue to get better equipment. And I think that's the one thing really holding back our great sound. That and maybe having a professional studio, but that's that's not happening anytime soon. Um, right, so right. getting getting a little bit better equipment, and then B, um, we really got to start being a, a bigger part of not necessarily the podcasting community, although that, that's part of it, but being being more involved with other people that are that are content creators in our field. So, you know, having discussions with people who are Twitch streamers or people who are doing YouTube or other or or uh, you know, professional gamers. We we have people that we know that are that are professional gamers or people that run local comic book stores and really getting them on our show and getting getting them to be involved with us, giving discussions and opinions as well. Just just to make it something that they, that so people can see that we're involved with more than just what what we're discussing. That other people might have ideas that you know agree with us or 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 don't. And I think that'd be a big help in us making our show better and getting our show out to a bigger audience. Mm. Um, so those are the those are the two things I think that we really kind of got to work on is our continuing prog- progression and audio uh, fidelity, and then just making our show uh, bigger, broader, and and more expansive. Um, we've covered pretty much all the things that I typically like to cover except one. And that is one of my favorite things about this show. And one of the biggest questions I like to ask uh, my guests uh, other than, you know, playing the, 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 the topic roulette in their early episodes and things like that, what has been the biggest setback or biggest failure or biggest, um, disappointment thus far with your, with your podcast? Okay. Hmm. I think I think for me personally, just because I, I do a lot of the the audio editing, it was the the audio fidelity and just the, the clarity there. It took me a long time to really master that. And I think a lot of podcasters, I've said this a couple of times now, but this is something that a lot of podcasters go through, but it really irked me that I really couldn't get it down to a science and just make it so it was crisp and clear. Um, and also maybe I'm looking at it a little bit more harshly than, than someone on the outside. Cause I'd be like, Hey, how does this sound? And I'd be like, Oh, it sounds good. I'm like, no, no, it does not sound good. You hear that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> for me, that was, that was definitely something that, that I had some problems with and just really was just irking me and I had to really push to get better. Um, so that was a problem. And then also just with, with the group, with the, with the team, you know, with, with co-hosts, the the compromising is definitely something that's a challenge. Whether that's you know, for instance, uh, one of my co-hosts, Garrett, he really enjoys creating um, titles that are very unique or very funny or very punny. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'm like, oh, guy, that's kind of again search engine optimization. Maybe we should do this, 
But for him, it was very important as as far as creating a a fun atmosphere to have unique episode titles. So mm. you know, compromising like that or um, changing up formats that I'm like, ah, maybe I don't like. But on the flip side, they're like, ah, I don't like this. So that compromise has been has been a little rough at times. But I don't think that's unique for for people that are collaborating. But it's it was definitely a challenge, and I think it will always continue to be so. For people just getting into podcasting, uh, what advice would you have for someone who's just thinking about it or just starting their podcast? What what uh what words of of wisdom would you have for for that particular crowd? All right, so I'll try to keep this brief because I could go on for probably another forty minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the first thing is don't worry about having everything perfect. You're, you're until you do it, until you actually experience it, you you're not going to be able to have perfect audio unless you maybe are an audio engineer and went to school for it, which not all of us have. Uh don't worry about being perfect. You know, get the mic that best suits you and, and your budget. Get the mixer if you need one or if you can afford one. Um you know learn how to use Audacity. I know there's Adobe Audition. There's a bunch of other programs you can use, GarageBand. Use the one that's easiest for you. I would recommend Audacity. It's you know it's open source and free. Um and just kind of have the, the the things you need to get started and don't try and wait until you've got every perfect thing. Yeah, you might want that, you know, $400 microphone. Yeah, you might want that that Behringer, you know, $800 mixer or what have you. But if those things aren't available to you in the beginning, then don't worry about it. And you just get out there and you have fun. And as you learn and grow as a podcaster, at some point, the, the equipment will come along with your experience. That'd be the first thing I would say. Um the second thing I would say, much like I was telling you a little bit earlier, Amos, was create the show that you want and who it's for. So if you don't have the exact, you know, kind of model of what you want your show to be, that's okay. But as long as you know, hey, I'm making this show for guys that are between 19 and, and 45 years old who love video games but don't have the time to scour the internet for all the latest news or play every game that releases. And I want it to be kind of broad strokes where we can talk about it and have fun. They'll they'll get our references, but they don't have to be in the crazy minutia. And they also are going to have maybe one to two gaming consoles that are current. As long as you have those kind of bullet points of who the show's for, then everything else will fall in line. Whether that's how long your show is, whether that's you know who's going to be on the show with you, are you going to have guests or, or or whatever. But as long as you know what your show is going to be about and who it's for, everything else is going to just fall in line. Um, and the last thing I would say was have fun. Um, if you if you aren't having fun, then it's not going to go anywhere um, as far as longevity. You're going to fall off. You're going to do what what we call pod fading, and you'll have eight or ten episodes, and then you know people are going to be like, hey, what happened to those guys? So make sure you keep it fun. Don't stress out about being successful. It'll come when it comes. As long as you're passionate about your craft and about what you're discussing and having fun, people will find you. And if it's in the cards, it's in the cards. And if it's not, well, you're having fun. So that's all that matters. I just want to throw in here that I don't know anything about pod fading at all, especially on this podcast, which I released about a little less than 10 episodes and had a, about a year and a half break. I don't know anything about pod fading. <laughs> uh, um, this, this has always been a passion project of mine that I just, I, I wanted, I wanted to talk to other podcasters, get their inputs, get their, their stories and kind of share that we all kind of have the same failures and same successes and, and we don't all measure success the same way. And we all have a different, little bit different story for people that are trying to get into podcasting and, and want to hear what it's really about, the real raw information. And for veteran podcasters that are kind of wondering, hey, 
am am I am I doing the same things and having the same problems as, as everybody else? Um, and yeah, it, because of scheduling conflicts with me being in Korea for a while, this show just kind of faded out. And once I had the wherewithal and the time to really get back into it, well, here we are. And uh, so yeah, even pod fade is not a permanent a permanent thing. Yeah, you can overcome anything in podcasting, and I think. I think it's important, like you said, for people to know, like a show like this, to to hear what other real life podcasters have to say about their craft and the 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 experiences and issues they went through is important because when you're new to podcasting and you're out there kind of figuring it out, you hear all these stories of, oh, well, you know, I've if you're on as I am on the subreddits for podcast and podcasting, quite often, um, people are saying, oh, well, I've got you know this, I, I just signed on with so-and-so as a network or so-and-so is going to be sponsoring my show. And I'm like, well, dang, man, like, you know, I, <laughs> I've been doing this for eight months and you've only been doing it for two and you've already got people sponsoring you. And then it starts to, you know, the air gets let out of your balloon there. But that, that's, that's an outlier, man. Like that one or two guys or one or two podcasts that are having that uber success, they're in that 99th percentile. And the rest of us, you know, we're not, we're not at that level. We're not going to have 50,000 downloads in, in a, in a week. It's just not, it's just not where podcasting is at for for right. the majority of people, and, and I think it's important to know that. And I think you're really if you're if you're looking for for genuine success in in any kind of financial way or any kind of uh, reputation way, you're really on like a five year plan with the, with a podcast because you you really got to work out the bugs and build that audience and and enjoy that slow growth and really find your voice and who you are. And even the, the, the names that we think are so big now weren't big for the first five years that they were into it. And, exactly. and that, that, that five-year time frame kind of extends a little bit as we go along because there's so much so many more podcasts and so much more content out there. So I really think of uh, like a five, five, four, a four to six year plan is kind of where you're, where you're really at if you're, if you're trying to find a... a a, a commercial form of success for any kind of podcast. So, yeah, I, I agree. And you know, there might be again, outliers where people do it in six months or some guys, some guys might take nine years, but on average, I agree with you four to six years. And I always, when I talk to my guys or other people who I've, you know, partnered with, with podcasting about it, if you look at YouTube in the early days, not, no one was making a million dollars, you know, no, no, there were no YouTube millionaires in the first couple of years. Like it took time for those guys to, you know, do do a show that got, you know, four or five million subscribers before they began really making making their money. And, and YouTube has become this thing now where people go, oh, I can get on there and make money. Yeah, but those guys who pioneered it, who were doing the show that now makes money, they weren't making that money when they began doing their show. Right. Yeah, PewDiePie didn't spring up overnight. That's for certain. He's yeah, been, he's been exactly. doing it for years. Um, <laughs> so that brings up to my, my next and, and a final question. For people who are, are already podcasting, who've been podcasting for a while now, who've been podcasting for maybe five or 10 years, if you were to bend their ear and, and, and get their attention long enough, what advice would you give them? Oh, that's a pretty good question there. Um, okay, well, for some of those guys, I would say continue to to work with um, young up-and-comers. I, I've I reached out to only only a couple. I won't mention names, of course, but only a couple who I've tried to get feedback from, or ask them to review my podcast, or just maybe ask them a question. Um, and some of them have responded very well, and some have just maybe ignored it. And 
I do understand that when you have that sort of fame and success, it might not be easy to to help every single person that might be asking for it. If you've got, you know, I don't know, 40,000 downloads per episode, you might, you're going to get a lot of emails. So you don't you can't respond to everyone. But I would say when you can try to help those who who are reaching out to you, whether that might be something small like answering a question or, you know, if, if you see some hot new up and comer who's doing really well in your field or you'd feel like would benefit from, you know, being on your show and you on theirs, like reach out and don't forget kind of where, where you started from. You know, I've, I've got a couple of friends, although I'm no, you know, I'm, I'm no podcast celebrity. I have a couple of friends who are starting podcasts and a couple that are doing um, like Twitch channels. And I've been as helpful as I can and, you know, promoting their stuff, talking to them about it, you know, maybe at some point guesting on their show, just, just to continue to create a, a community. And I think that it's important for podcasting much again, like YouTube, to create a community atmosphere with everyone involved because it's it's still growing and it has been around for over a decade now, but it really hasn't become a big thing into the last three to five years. So podcasting is still really in its infancy as far as popularity and as far as what it's going to end up really becoming. And so I, I would say continue to help your community grow as much as you can and don't kind of sit on your on your island. Nice. Um, I, I will say that the best ex- best advice that I've received thus far in my podcasting time has actually come from the wife of one of my favorite podcasters. I met her at a convention that I was at and she said, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to your show. And she listened to a few episodes and she kicked us back some, some feedback on Twitter and it improved immediately our show and the way we handle ourselves on air and everything else. And it was, it was just amazing. And that was a, a chance meeting in line to buy beer at at South by Southwest, you know, so, Oh wow. N- never underestimate where the advice might come from. Um, cause it, it can be, it can be the strangest of places and have the most profound impact. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My, my wife actually, she's given me a ton of advice for our podcast and I won't, I won't lie. Probably the best ideas have come from her and from one of her sisters. Um, it, it you're right. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. Good advice is just good advice. Right. Um, if someone would like to give you a little advice on your show or just give you some feedback or maybe some topic ideas, where can they get a hold of you? Um, so you can reach out to us on several places. First of all, we have our email, which is uh, supercoopsquad at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us on, and talk to us on Twitter. Uh, the handle there is going to be at supercoopsquad. You have our Facebook group. Uh, you can uh, talk to us on there if you're on Facebook. That's facebook.com uh, slash supercoopsquad. And of course, we have our website where you can grab our show notes for each episode and communicate with us or anyone else that's uh, leaving comments on anything we're discussing. And that website is supercoopsquad.wordpress.com. And Super Co-op Squad is S-U-P-E-R-C-O-O-P-S-Q-U-A-D. There's no dashes or any other craziness in there, no hyphenations. It's just all one word, Super Co-op Squad. Yep. So, Hey, uh, thank you very much for, uh, for, for the time today. Um, if people would like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan Kane, E-T-H-A-N-C-A-I-N-E. You can follow the show on Twitter at UndauntedCast, and you can cruise on over to RitualMisery.com to find all the different projects that I'm working on and that I have worked on in the past, including really early episodes of this one prior to the pod fade I'm currently resurrecting it from. And uh, really like to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod for allowing me to use his music uh, on this podcast. Great stuff over there in Competech.com. And for me, for Johnny, and for all the aspiring and veteran podcasters out there, thank you for joining us on this journey.